the Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 2. Masters Champion Chef Alert. And we're back, baby, live, sort of live. You guys listen to this Monday morning, but it's a Swoosh Life podcast. Happy Masters ending week. It is Sunday night. We are recording. You are listening, hopefully, on Monday or a week after the Masters. Whoo, baby. Boys, Scotty Scheffler is the 2022 Masters champ. My Lord, what a performance by our chef. What a performance by me and my picks. But, man, thoughts. Thoughts, boys, as we kick off this unique podcast episode on recapping Scotty Scheffler as the Masters champ. The week started with a bunch of, like, mixed feelings, right? Tiger's back. We're excited. But, you know, we got to call out what happened, right? And then we all, you know, we released our episode. And then the week starts. And then there's a guy wearing Tiger's sweater and he's wearing Tiger's polos and he's wearing Tiger's shoes and he's swinging Tiger's TM irons and he comes through, man. And, you know, our Nike guys showed up. They did. You know, you've got Cam Champ, young man, Cameron Champ, T10 out there. And then, uh, man, I'll let Keith take it away about what our guy Rory did. Um, By the way, Mr. Santos uh, sending us stories. Rory's my guy. He's not Gumby's guy. Gumby even said he had mixed feelings about Rory back in the day, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying, but either way, man, Keith, take it away. How are you feeling, my man? Oh man, it's great. I'm with you, Gumby, on Rory though. I think he was a little wishy-washy back in the day a little bit, but um, no, the, watching everything happen the whole, this whole week has been awesome since yeah. Tiger sent him his footsteps in those stupid shoes or whatever he had on from Sunday all the way until this Sunday. Still upset about that. Yeah. So we can, we can break it down and, and it's quite interesting. I mean, Scotty Scheffler, I mean, two right. putting Scotty on four putting or whatever the last, probably not the best, but <laughs> I Max mean, Homa, Max Homa did have the tweet of the night. I think he said, if you got that big of a lead, you might as well like, Six putt, right? I know six putt to say that you've done it, you know. <laughs> like, so great. I mean, he even said in his post round interview, this guy said, like, kind of doing that kind of took the emotions away of it a little bit because he kind of laughed it off and everything, which is which is cool to see. Um, I mean, this guy is just a stud, right? Four wins, only other person to do that in a season is uh Tiger Woods, eight other times. So, I mean. <laughs> You can understand why the young goat has uh, quite an affinity for the old goat or the original goat, I should say. So, um, yeah, it's quite awesome to see how that came about. I'm curious to think of your guys' thoughts on like him wearing TW stuff. He's the only Nike athlete, I think, maybe ever, to wear the TW line of shirts like in a tournament, which is just very interesting to me that he's not wearing like the victory line or the vapor line, anything like that. He's wearing the TW line of shirts. So I'm curious to your thoughts on that. I love it because here's the thing. And I, Keith, I'm always texting Keith, like, wait a minute. So there's player victory, vapor and tiger, right? Like those are the four lines. Those are the four different lines. Why isn't anybody wearing tiger stuff? Because I think Nike does struggle sometimes with, Hey, you know, if Tiger's out for the year, if he's a little injured or he's not playing all his tournaments, you know, this is a great way to get, he's wearing the Morse code polo, which is not in stock yet. The white one dropped on Nike.com. We can expect a few colors. I'm definitely, I've already kind it's of a, like worked my angles at the pro yeah. shops. I'm like, Hey, any pro shops bringing this in with a logo, I'm getting every single one. I love that he reps Tiger. And, and here's the other, the other viewpoint I want to give you guys is even when Jordan came back, even when Jordan was playing, like he had to bless people to like wear his shoes in games. And then you also had like, like team jump man, right? Like at first before Jordan, like totally broke off as a separate company, but I think it's cool as hell because after all, like that's the goats. Like why not have a fourth line of stuff? You know, Rory's got his stuff. Brooks has his stuff. 
Scotty's got Tiger stuff, and that's a okay with me. And the guy's yeah. twenty five only, so man, yeah. I mean, Keith, your thoughts on it? Oh yeah, I'm glad at least something of Tiger Woods won this weekend. You know, all all of Tiger Woods won stuff, yeah, all of Tiger. including his shoes. Yeah. Yep. Including his shoes, we'll, we'll okay. get to that in a second again on a recap. No, but I'm, we'll in favor, I'm in favor of Scotty wearing the T Dub stuff. It like brings me back to when like I used to wear this stuff too. I was like, oh, I used to wear all T Dub stuff all the time. But no, it's great to see. It's great to see him wearing, like representing, and it's unreal how sick he's playing too. He's playing unbelievable golf right now, especially at that place. Unreal. Yeah, yeah, and dude, and he's swinging his style. Like he's swinging his way. Like Gumby, how do you feel about him wearing T Dub stuff? I, I like it. Again, I think I'm with you guys. Where it's like it's nice to see someone repping that line. Um, here's a couple like little facts too, right? So he's he's worn the T W shoe. Obviously, Tiger's not in that. And we can get to the Tiger stuff a little bit later. Um, the one cool thing is that I think everyone saw the pullover slash sweater that. Finau wore the tan, the blue, and the pink. And it caused kind of a stir on Twitter and stuff like that because people were like, what is this? What is it not? Tony, Tony's team tweeted out a link to it, to buy it, uh, either after or before. I checked that link this morning. That colorway is sold out. Gone. So, like, I think they're seeing nice more. Word. They're trying to get more activation within their athletes to buy their – stuff which i'm a fan of that's fine like that's good um and you're kind of seeing it happen more um and so like on that note a little bit with the tiger stuff too is i saw a stat come out that nike would have made around according to marketing and advertising uh nike would have made around 3.2 million dollars off of tiger wearing a nike shoe correct um which is a lot of money like we would think like Nike would want $3.2 million. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you would just think that. Whereas Foot Choy, I'm sorry, I said the name on the podcast, made an impression of $10 million this week alone because Tiger wore one of their shoes. And I just find that so interesting that, like, when they talk about, like, Tiger moves the needle, no, he is the needle. Like, Scotty wearing the stuff, Scotty playing in a, in a, in a tiger shoe and then tiger, you know, playing in something else, helping another company and other brands. Like that's like crazy. Like that's the, the big difference on things. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to see Scotty wear that again. It gets that Morse code polo out there and I can't wait to buy one. It's it's really cool. I was looking I was, I was down here in Myrtle Beach, so I am on vacation. This is vacation company right now. Uh, and so I was like in a hotel room uh, and uh, recording this for you guys tonight on Masters Night. And um, I went to a PJ Superstore. We got a couple of things and got to see their section. I got some good Nike stuff. And, um, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't unfortunately get anything, but I hit some outlets and, and whatnot. But it was cool to kind of see like what's there and um yeah hopefully that stuff comes out soon and we'll be able to, to purchase it now you know Maybe. why i stop in my brother's store every friday night I, to hit balls. i it's, see it's that ridiculous i did notice and on the related topic on two fronts there i saw on their instagram stories they posted that shoe with i had the tiger playing in the background so they uh put that in their stories really interesting to see like everybody's playing up they've all seen it and i you know what i don't care because Scotty Scheffler won. Tiger is committed to the Open. I don't know if it's time for us to transition yet to oh, that story, but he, Kara Banks, and we shared we it in We can throw story. that in there. Yeah. He said, I, I honestly thought that he was going to take a long break. I, And it sounds like he's not going to take a long break, which well, is exciting for everybody. But I, I really hope he gets himself well, because we all know St. Andrews, that weather, that's going to be more like what Friday and Saturday were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because he, he committed to the Open – but he didn't commit, and he didn't commit to the PGA, but he didn't commit to the U.S. Open, too, which is before even the Open. And so he said nothing about the U.S. Open. I think maybe he just said the next one is PGA. PGA wouldn't be a problem if it was the old schedule. To me, yeah. uh, to me I'm not a fan of this new schedule. PGA right. should be in August. It should be the last one. Like, give it a little bit of a break. I don't like that. Um, and so, 
yeah, I I think this was a lot for him. I think he can play this course with a blindfold on, as we saw day one, day two. Um, I think my perspective, and I know I know uh, Keith, you watch every shot, Matt, I'm sure you did. I got on, I was on the golf course this morning, so I, I missed a little bit of his round. Um, but my perspective is. Yesterday was a tough day for him. Stiff, cold, hard to move for any person. Yeah. Um, and then, and today, I think he just, for four rounds, 18, recovery all day, every day, you're just in a grind. Like, I think we knew that. I think best case scenario was almost pretty much what we got, you know, like, so I'm just happy he's playing golf. I told myself that on a, I think it was Friday, maybe he like bogeys something. I just had to like remind myself, like, he's just playing golf. He's not about to go win the Masters. Okay. Like, that's a huge, huge step. But I think a lot of people are there and he will compete until he is 60 there. So I'm not too worried. He might add two more in the next 13 years, you know, who knows? But yep. um, pretty, pretty remar- remarkable to see him play again. And it's quite fun to, to yeah. watch. I watched, I watched every single shot. It was good to get like six, seven days of Tiger stuff because we haven't gotten it in a while. So it's just like, it is, it's awesome from the moment he got there and, you know, to the moment he finished today, it was, it was great. And he didn't, he looked good. He looked good out there. He, you know, he wasn't pain and stuff, but he looked good and he made it through seven days of work and I don't know. And he's, Gonna play again this year. So what else can we ask for? You know, man. Probably gonna no. probably gonna reassess his body, see how he feels after this week. And I think another reason that he committed to the open, and maybe some of our listeners, and we're gonna open up a section of the podcast to like corrections because I know I owe you guys a lot of your comments and feedback and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, maybe somebody can correct me. As an open champion, a masters champion, he's always invited back to those two tournaments. But because I think his last US Open it's a 10 year window that he can return and that's expired. So I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if there I is sponsors exem- P- exemptions or something, but yeah. And his PGA championship is uh win on tour in the last eight years, I think maybe or something like that. And he's won on tour in the last that. So that's why PGA, I think qualify like he's, he can play at the PGA as well. So um, yeah, it's, USO, again, I think if you win one of these, you should always go back. Like, I, that's what maybe why I love the Masters so much. But, and why I like the Open, because I always wake up early for the Open. But you win a major, you should always go back. Like, you know, you shouldn't have to go through this other. Yeah. I mean, I could kind of agree, but, and this is not knock on Tiger, but with the US Open, I mean, I can't imagine like, a, a guy like Bernard Langer kind of trying to survive the rough at the U S open in the distance and stuff like, so the, like maybe there's like, should be like a little bit of an age limit and stuff there. Um, interesting stat golf. I just threw out a, a pretty reckless stat about comparing his irons for his second shot between like uh, one of his first masters wins this one. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 he was hitting sand wedges and now he's hitting eight irons and this and that. And, and I don't think they've mentioned that they've lengthened some of these holes a little bit, but you know, I noticed, and I'm not like a swing coach or anything, but I was like, and Keith, you mentioned that he was posting up on the left side, Gumby, you noticed that too in, on the range yeah. session. He's I noticed three, like with the putter, when he's three putting, like four putting. Yeah, and I was just, I was watching, and Peter Costas tweeted this out too also. He noticed it, is that there's a lot more forward shaft lean than you're used to seeing. And he's just wondering if that's just, you know, not purposeful, but just a result of him favoring the left leg, right? So He's well, going to work on some things. He's going to figure out some stuff out from this. And I, I think the open is a great opportunity for him. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think he mentioned it on a golf digest thing or whatnot, but he's, he's lengthened that putter too. It's a, uh, I think it might be at like, it's probably always maybe a 33 or something like that, or maybe even who knows. Um, well, he's always, he's always been 35 and a quarter. That's always been the same. So maybe now so, he's at 35 and a half or 35 and three quarters. I, I think it, I think it could even be a little bit longer than that. I mean, it's, yeah it's uh up there when he walks with it they showed it in some practice photos and stuff and and i think it's so that he doesn't have to like bend over as much for the back that was really the biggest thing yeah and so there's an adjustment there like obviously it's still the elven wand it's still like amazing but um i think there's an adjustment there and i think like 
yeah, you're, you're probably weight shifted a little bit. Speaking of weight shifted, I just have to mention this. Well, he's like a half member of this podcast, sort of, because it's Bubba Watson who wears Jordan shoes. So we'll call him like a, maybe that's like a quarter member. Because like, maybe Harold's a half. Harold Barnum the third's a half member of being a uh, Jumpman no, guy. No, Jumpman's a Nike subsidiary. The, so, the revenue okay. goes up to Nike, all right? So, Joe, Harold so Barnum, Bubba, so Bubba's, Bubba's a half member of the podcast. And his Bubba's putting is is very interesting because he's he's up on his toes on his right foot, which is very interesting. And he says it's like sturdy and kind of like steady himself um, through it. So um, just a little tidbit that I've watched because they were showing they're zooming right in on those those master additional you know twelves um, on the range. So uh, it's pretty cool to see those like, up close to getting some love. Mm. from masters you know speaking speaking of that actually i'd like to ask you guys are you willing that well now that you've seen them in person on foot we didn't see them in person but on foot on tv are we willing to change any of our scores have we gotten any grief on our scores on the masters releases is there anything that you guys maybe changed your opinion on this weekend from the masters releases because i have a few i will say no keith you go first i want to hear keith he's Keith was kind of down on 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 the Masters shoes this week. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of all of them, but I don't know. You really most of the guys were they wearing them or not? You know, you couldn't really tell. Like I don't know with some of the guys. Like I knew Rory was wearing them all weekend, and they looked good. You know, he played unreal today. Unreal. Haven't got to that yet. Unreal. Bogey free. Unreal. But no, I I like them. I just they uh, the Infinity Tours are already gone off off Nike.com. They're almost gone. And then the Rory's are are there on there. Yeah, they're still on there too. The Rory's are still on there. They're still on there in size thirteen in my size, which is Uh-oh. surprising. Uh-oh. Uh, especially after today's round. So I'm like, man, do I go? But I did win the Jordans. I did win. I hit on the Jordans, so I've got the all whites coming. That's uh, and, and Blake Sledge, uh rightfully maybe kind of gave me some business in the DM saying that I had no business scoring at 3.2 or whatever. So we'll see in person. <laughs> he was Blake. He was upset about that. Yeah. Blake, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what they are. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure you already got all three, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know about the, the victory tour too. Cause I have the corks and the corks are pretty similar. Um, please Nike, please let this be the last year of any kind of, khaki cream light oreo wood bone sale or any kind of like boring color i I hope you were paying attention to all the grief that adam scott got all weekend okay because the guy wore 50 shades of beige on thursday friday his style his style is gone he changed it up to blue on one of the days and everybody went wild and everybody went wild and i'll say that there's a 50 percent sale that just dropped today on nike.com and i picked up and i'm obsessed with marina guys i'm just Uh-oh. obsessed with marina i w- so i picked up the Stormfit victory jacket because i'll be going down to tiger's place in may and it's 25 percent off and i just love marina so i can't wait to try that one on and see how it goes so yeah. but no, you good. mentioned it rory yeah rory going on i mean all i could say with with rory for for this was he needs to take this into next year's Masters. He needs to remember what he did on on a Sunday in 2022 next year and go, I can play this place in seven under bogey free on a Sunday like, yeah. and put pressure on a leader, like storm up the scoreboard. Like, no, was he eight under? He finished at seven. He finished at seven. 64. So, yeah, he was eight under. So I mean, just wild. Also, didn't birdie fifteen? Didn't birdie sixteen? Like, yeah. just wild stuff that. But that he did. And I mean, his emotion. He said it was the happiest he's been on a golf on a golf course. His emotion chipping in on eighteen, and the way he took it up the slope on eighteen, and everyone took notes eighteen at Augusta, took it up the slope out of the bunker, brought it right back down that funnel. Yeah, just. When you have, when you need it, and you get it, like, man, that's cool. To see Morikawa, we're not going to talk about what you need to say on this podcast, but he's a telemetry guy. To see him go right back after it, 
same bunker, different bunker shot, like same hole out. Taylor may be selling those wedges right now. I can tell you that, <laughs> you know, so it's pretty, uh, pretty cool. I'll also vouch for Taylor made wedges later in the podcast. Uh-oh. Yeah, after the break, we're definitely going to get some uh, recap of uh, vacation Gumby action. But <laughs> Keith, I, yeah. and you guys know I'm a, a Rory loyalist through and through, like from the get go. So I, I want to hear Keith's opinions on what Rory did today before I wax eloquently about the young lad. <laughs> <laughs> if he, he'll say he'll just sell it unreal. Yeah. yeah, I think he had an unreal round, a bogey-free round. Like, I was happy he was wearing all the shoes and the hats and everything like that with all the, everything showing. So, yeah, I think, I, I think he played great. I think it was unreal. That was you couldn't ask for anything else. It's amazing the the Nike stories that we've gotten. Right, like I've mentioned Cam Champ. Like I. I really think had Cam Champ been the highest Nike person at T10, we would have been ecstatic. Like, hey, yeah. man, this is a young gun finishing top 10 at one of the hardest courses, hardest tournaments amongst the stiffest competition. But then Rory, man, captured our imagination. And this really encapsulates why Rory means so much, not just to me, but to golf in general. Like, there's not many players. They're chanting his name after he, he hits that into, into 18, right? And no, obviously they knew what was going on and they knew that he was going to be the new second place by doing that. But the guy, golfers love Rory. I mean, one, he's from like, you know, pretty close to the birthplace of golf. He's got the name. He's got the look. He's got the most gorgeous swing in all of golf, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know, we, like, and we were texting in the group chat on Thursday and Friday, like, if that putter would just help him, right? Yeah. Like right. Sometimes, he, sometimes he survives with his putter and sometimes the putter buries him. But he's never had like, you know, back when he's like blowing people out of the water, whether it was the method or the Scotty. And I would just wish he would bring one of those two back because I feel like, man, that's that's what holds him back on Thursdays and Fridays is. And then he gets down a little bit. And Gumby, to your point, if he could just come out on a Thursday and Friday here and be top five, you know, and we've seen it like the year Patrick Reed won it. By the way, no coincidence, Scotty Scheffler learns how to do the, all that scrambling on the hard pan of Texas, just like Patrick Reed. I hate to make oh, the yeah. comparisons, right? Obviously two different dudes. Everybody loves Scotty Scheffler. Mm-hmm. Nobody loves, nobody even likes Patrick Reed at uh, this point. Uh, former, former Nike guy. But former Nike uh, guy, but you know, but they made it with scrambling, you know, and I hope this puts the, you know, so just to finish the Rory thought here is that's what all the Rory fans love to see because yeah. him fist pumping in that bunker, that was flat bill Rory, man. That's, you well, know, I that's, no, that's, that's exactly who you're talking about. Even the chip in on, what was it? On, uh, chip in on, on 10. Yeah. He chipped in on 10, I think for a birdie. And even that was a, a big, like the, he does the, the push fist pump, like the little like push out <laughs> piston fist pump. And he did that. And that was like quite nice to see like flat bill yeah. Rory. He might, he might make a comeback this year, boys. He Some, might. Somebody made a, a question. Somebody asked a question. I'll have to find the interview for everybody. But they asked him how he felt about some of like these young guys like winning majors like Morikawa and stuff like that. And he goes, you have to remember, if I win four majors, I'm near Arnold Palmer. If they win four majors, they're near me. So, you know, he had to like finally like like say something swagalicious like that, man. Like I, that I like out of Rory. And I think the weight of him not winning a major for so long has gotten on him a little bit. And I hope that this is some kind of spark. I hope that this is some kind of start to playing more free. Yeah, I agree. Ins- instead of playing like so cautiously and stuff like that. And, you know, that's like, I, I hate to say Cam Smith because, you know, the, the reason the guy got into it, Faldo said, he's a birdie machine. He's a birdie machine. And sometimes he plays free and easy. And, and today it didn't work out. Right. But the guy also has won two of his last four or whatever it is. So uh, I, I wish Rory would play more free like that. So, yeah. Um, okay. you know, be- go ahead. So I think maybe now we'll go into a break if you guys want to. Well, I was uh, going to say before the break, I want to ask one question and we all love tiger. We all love Rory and all that stuff, but Scotty Scheffler won the masters. Right. And so I want to give Scotty his due on things. And I want to know your guys thoughts on broadcast and media this week. Now I'm a big Tiger fan. I love hearing all the Tiger stuff. 
But even I thought, and I, and I don't downplay how big Tiger coming back was, but even I thought that it was ridiculous that every question to Tiger and other things in the media was just about Tiger, like, coming back. Now, I get that it's huge, again, but I don't think, I think we get too caught up in Tiger hysteria sometimes. And, I, and again, he is the needle, so I get it. But what do we think about, like, you know, I think even um, Connor Moore, the sketch artist from Golf Channel, was like, did a little skit, like, he does uh, the impressions, right? And he did a little skit, like, and he was saying how, uh, like, interviewers were asking other people about what Tiger, like, meant, and they were like, <laughs> or other things like, Scotty Scheffler, you won the Masters. What was it like to play with Tiger in the field? You know, like, stuff like that. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on, on, on the media and the kind of stuff that happened this week with it. And I don't know, obviously, again, I'm a big tiger guy. I'm probably a number one tiger guy, right? I'm wearing a tiger hat right now. But I'm right with you, Gumby. But it still felt like, even, it felt like even Tiger was annoyed by it. You know what I mean? So curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that before we head to break. Absolutely. I'm I'm right with you. I'll keep it short and sweet, but I'm, I'm right with you. I love it when he's playing, all right? And I just want to turn everything else off, like the media and stuff, because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I just want to see him play. I want to see him play and prove himself that he, you know, how well he's recovering, how well he's, you know, getting better. I just want to I just want to see him play. And that's I watched every single shot this week, every single shot. I didn't miss it at all. Yeah. It was just, it was Which is best. nice. I mean, that's the nice part about them covering him, right, is you get him yeah. as a feature group every time. Oh, I'm man. just saying I think that – so the media is too much. It's too much. Right. I, I almost think like Scotty doing what he did should be over celebrated yeah. more than, than Tiger like played. Yeah. Or Tiger finished. Yeah, he did. And that's really awesome for golf moving forward. But so is Scotty Sheffield moving forward too, you know? And so um, again, I don't want to diminish how much of a Tiger guy I am, but I just think, you know, Matt, your thoughts. I can verify that both of them are wearing TW hats. Yeah. I'm wearing a master's praying hands bucket hat in honor of schoolboy Q who did the tiger drop. So shout tiger, out to Nike golf. Good tiger job. Wood. Tiger. Tiger wood. wood. And we're going to talk about that after the break. And I wanted yeah. to give Scotty his flowers after the break. And I want to talk about the media after the break. Cause I also have a bone to pick with Faldo, which I'm sure we'll be able to go off on a tangent on after the break. Yeah. You know, and at some point, like, yeah, you know, I thought like, hey, or we have to remember something, too, about the media. And this is where I had to take a step back because I kind of felt it when they were doing Rory's interview. And Rory knows he's going to ask the Grand Slam question. And then what about Tiger? Right. And, and that's cool. And it's fine. I think what happens is, remember, these guys, they go into the press conference. They're not asked two questions. They go into the press tent and they're asked probably a half hour of questions or 15 to 20 minutes. And we get replayed back that one question and fed that question over and over again. Right. So yeah. in in that case with the media, like I don't expect, like I, I would want the media to replay back a question if somebody talked mess about tiger or if they weren't complimentary. Right. Cause we all know what everybody's going to say. Golf owes tiger huge. Um, I was thinking about this today and it's, I would have gotten into golf probably still. Yeah with maybe out tiger but i wouldn't have been as involved without him well tiger, another thing to say yeah. i just want to finish this son i'm sorry but i have so many friends that are golfers because of tiger and i would have never became their friend yeah had we not gotten together over tiger so in that case i want to thank earl woods because a lot of people give earl woods a lot of like a lot a lot of smack Right. Like a lot of people talk about smack. I don't even want to talk about that. That shockumentary that HBO did. Right. Yeah. That man pushed his son. Yes. And his son wanted to be pushed because his son loved golf and his son had a talent that he nurtured and brought forward. And something that he said about Tiger was very true. He brought so many people together yep. and he's brought in so many people to the golf course that does Tiger deserve all the flowers and adulation? Yes. And he probably deserves way more. Right. Yeah. But also, I don't think that the, the players should always be – that's the only thing that we hear from the players is their feelings on Tiger. We should hear 
more feelings from the players on other things as well. So that's all I'm asking for. I'm not saying yeah. that there was too much Tiger. I'm just saying, hey, give us a little bit more of the other guys. I think we are not a media outlet. We are just a podcast that talks about Nike stuff and Nike athletes and golf. However, the cool stuff. If, if we were like a media outlet, like, and we and we do interview some people here and we do think about that, but we try and push beyond what like everyone's going to ask normally right like because they get that up white up down sideways you know back and front like and as an athlete you have to get like probably annoyed of that and i think it's it's kind of like a cry to the media and i think we saw it a little bit with other stuff that we're going to do is that like they need to do better do better in broadcasting way you do because now you've got a lot more eyeballs on you than you ever had before it's grown so much through the pandemic, through other things. Do better. Like, you can do it. Also, we, we know we who else that goes for, too. We talked about that in the last episode. You now have you now have a major champion. You have a person who's won four times in the last six, in the last eight starts or six starts or something like that. Who knows what it is. And, like do better Nike golf too, you know? So it was good um, to see them post. It was good to see them post. They did post, but all right, going to break, talk about anchor. We'll see you after. All right. And we're back. Thank you to our anchor, our episode sponsor today. Um, guys, master's week has ended. It is sad. It is a sad time. Thank God I'm on vacation um, <laughs> so that I can go out and still play some golf, play some golf today. We'll get into it. Um, but we just talked about kind of... on a Sunday night is record a podcast. <laughs> That's okay. I appreciate uh, the sacrifice. I'm happy to do it. So uh, we just talked about kind of Tiger with media and stuff. Sunday broadcast, something about this Masters week. And I, I love it. And we've had mental interest sandwiches. We had some stuff at the office for work. If you guys saw on our story, um, and I just love bringing what I love about the Masters into other people's lives. And I think some people get it and, and whatnot. And I know people at work look forward to me doing it, which is really cool. Um, but I also get sad on the weekends because it kind of like starts feeling like it's over and I don't post as much and, and whatnot. Um, what, now that we've gone through a Masters week, I know we asked this this week, but what part of it truly makes it feel like unbelievably like special to you because it felt that way this week for me but there's also a couple little letdowns cbs was a letdown this week like oh, oh, doesn't normally can, happen can i get my cbs rocks off right now yeah because you can you can faldo can go kick a brick all right like first off with faldo like this guy just cannot i made hey, at least tiger didn't come back wearing squares okay look i, I made a way to watch the feature group Look, I, I'm going to fully admit like my mindset. I made a wager on Scotty before the tournament, but then when he hit like nine under 10 under and made the turn back nine on Saturday, I made a stupid wager. I made a dumb wager, but I was feeling confident in our guy, Scotty. Right. And then Faldo was just really irritating me because he just could not let go. Scotty Scheffler's finish. Just the physics just don't it defies the laws of physics. It's a bad Faldo, but anyways, at least my Gary player is good. But it's true, you dummy, <laughs> you dummy. Like first off, like in the beginning of the, in the when Shuffler first took the lead, a lot of people on Twitter would like post, you know, swing your swing. Arnold Palmer really positive. He won it's, Arnold Palmer this year, which was awesome because has, Arnold Palmer had the weird finish. He has Furyk feet. Like I don't know if anyone realizes he just has Jim Furyk feet. Like that's all it is. I don't, you know. Yeah, and well, and Faldo's big thing was the finish, like how he tries to manufacture a draw and come, like you know, swipe across the the ball and all well, that I stuff. Do. But he could not be happier on eighteen when Scotty <laughs> snap hooked it into eighteen. And then guess what? Scotty hits it 235 on the number and it goes 250 with the hybrid. You dumb. That's uh, are you talking about Saturday or that was this was Saturday. Saturday. Faldo just couldn't be happier that he finally started snap hooking. Like Faldo was like, see, I told you I'm a swing mechanic now all of a sudden. Well, even Faldo was like, this is impossible for Rory. And then Rory does it. He's like, this is an absolute, this will never go in ever. Come on, Rory just jars it then. Like, I just the one thing that got me with the, with the CBS broadcast, hearing 
the roars. I think Scotty was on nine. And so they're at the front of the property. And you can hear a large roar from the back of the property, which is 13. And Rory had just made Eagle on 13 to get to six, right? Yeah, six under, which is huge because I think Cam at that time had just gotten to seven as well, right? They both birdied nine, I think. So um, huge. You hear this roar and you think, you think they'll go and let's, and just a moment ago, and then you cut to Rory on 13. And instead, they A, cut to more power in the fairway, and then B, cut to commercial, and then C, show two more shots, and then finally, and you, you've gone 10 minutes, like real time, 10 minutes without showing what that roar was. And everyone knew what it was, especially if you have an Apple Watch. And you get master's updates and you're following Rory because that's what my buddy did here. And he gets the buzz on his phone at the same time that the roar happens yeah. on the TV. So oh, you're man. like, what? Like, come on, you know? And I know Justin kind of praised Justin Whelan two weeks ago. Um, again, great friend of the podcast, big master's guy, uh, praised the coverage. And I do too. I think masters.com is the place to go. I don't think it's CBS. To be quite honest, hard part when you're watching feature groups, Keith, as you mentioned, that you do, you don't know what else is happening with the rest of the, the field. And so, like, if you're not in it, like, I think I found myself that in the Friday afternoon, not being able to see a couple others like go off. Like, hmm, uh, I don't know what's happening, but yeah, I just that's what that's what I'm gonna say. Is like, I think something just felt amiss. Even the greens looked a little spotty, which I hadn't seen, and brown that I hadn't seen at the Masters this year. Yeah, this and and look again, we may just be putting the masters on a pedestal. <laughs> and I hope not because that would that would be like a terrible downfall for them. They 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 do it right so well and they truly are the best at it. So I'm not trying to like nitpick on them at all. Mainly so that this podcast doesn't get us banned from there. Maybe one day we can play it, who knows? <laughs> but um something just felt slightly amiss this week and i think even other people thought that like this masters wasn't exciting enough because you kind of had a runaway leader um but i said to my buddy when we were driving down here on friday when scotty started kind of going up a little bit and go if tiger's out which he was starting to at that time uh give me scotty run away run away and hide i'll take it and leave and that's what we got and i'm okay with it yeah i mean i put 10 bucks down and won 160 so fine <laughs> you know what i mean so uh i should have put more obviously <laughs> i did but yeah how much did you put on scotty after taking my advice from Keith's picks last week well i i put uh i you, you didn't see the group chat but yeah i put i put 25 on a bunch of dudes and scotty was one of them yeah. i put 25 and then when i'm talking about um i i put an irresponsible amount down on scotty saturday when he hit the, the double digits, I obviously, I know the odds were against me and these are the plays that get me in trouble, but I made the biggest bet of my life. Uh, and it was, it was for, yeah, it was a lot. So it was, uh, you're not going to yeah. tell us you're going to just leave us hanging. Was that a hundred? I've never made. You didn't see the text. I dropped it. I dropped a grand on Scotty. Holy cow. I put a G on him when he was up. So I put a G to win 300 <laughs> on the back night, which is, to win 300 G's or to win? Yeah, so, so I had 25 on him to win the tournament, which got me 400 something, right? Yeah. Because he was plus 1400. Yeah. But then Saturday when he made the turn and he had the lead, I go, there's no way this guy, and this is how much I believe in Scheffler because it's, it's like, true. wait, okay, the dude's won three times. And what I thought about was, was match play cool. is that exactly. whoever he's stuck with, he knows gonna, that I, I just got to hang with that guy, right? He's going like, to play a match play. I, I said the same thing. Yeah. So that's why that's why that back nine on Saturday was up and down. He had what two birdies, four bogeys or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and and by the way, that bogey on eighteen was man, that is tough as nails, man. Yeah. Off the pine yeah. straw, taking two drops out of the bush, hybrid, and then you overshoot the green, and then you, and that's where the scrambling. Like I, everybody talks about, like iron play, and Cam Smith was first in shots gained approach. Mm-hmm. Um, going into Sunday, I don't know where he finished the tournament, 
but scrambling, man, the scrambling was just unbelievable by Shuffler in the match play. And, and before we go to Keith's th- thoughts on like the coverage. So obviously that's why like my thoughts on Faldo talking mess on that back nine was so like skewed. Cause I'm like, man, I just dropped the biggest amount of money in my life. Uh, and Scotty here, right? Like I've never made a four digit bet on anything in my life. So, you know, you keep, you guys keep talking about your picks and your gambling. Look at the influence you two have had on me. Right. But <laughs> I, only, I only played 10 bucks. <laughs> my, my last thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So my last, my last thought on the coverage and then we'll kick it to Keith is this is, it's almost like NASCAR where the biggest event is at the beginning of the season, right? Like this yeah. kicks off the major season. And the Super Bowl is different because the Super Bowl is at the end of the season. But this is golf Super Bowl. And I'm not putting it on a pedestal because even people that are like not into golf, like my wife, like my parents are not into golf. They know it's Masters weekend. This coverage should start way earlier. Like on Super Bowl Sunday, we have nonsense gambling pregames like from like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, maybe earlier. Right. And then, you know, Masters coverage starts and. And again, 25th anniversary of Tiger, nothing against Tiger, but yeah, like that should have started sooner. And like, let's, let's, let's see more of Tiger's round because by the time the Tiger special was over, the, you know, Tiger he's was already, he's, he's basically course. off the course, right? We're watching yeah. that last. So look, the Tiger's the one guy, he's the only golfer where if he's finishing 20th, everybody wants to see every shot. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see every single shot, even if he's not getting contention. Right. So I still don't get why golf networks do not get this. Like, give us as much Tiger right. as you or, possibly can. Not even that, or just like gaps in coverage. I think they fixed it a little bit, but golf channel would be that end at two, and the coverage would pick up till two thirty, and you're like, what the hell, <laughs> you know? Like, so yeah, Keith, your thoughts on coverage? I know you watch feature groups a lot this week, but what oh, did yeah. you think about no, like kind of them covering stuff? Again, I still think they do a very good job. I just thought something was amiss this week. Yeah. I don't think Augusta was as full, like, in season as it should have been. It felt like the rains were kind of thin still, and it was kind of – it's still cold down there. Um, But it was still freaking gorgeous. It was. was Oh, I know. Yeah. No. There's a reason why I watch feature groups, because I don't want to hear those clowns. (laughs) <laughs> no broadcast okay i just don't and i it think really good. it was uh i'm not gonna but it was a good it was the same guys every day covering tiger and i was glad i got to see tigers i just wanted to see him every every shot was it was it nabolo was nabolo covering him on the no on it the had been this week it had been uh colt no shane bacon and and um shoot i can't think of him uh one of the other older guys you know um, and I really enjoy Colton Nose and Shane Bacon, to be quite honest. Um, That's I mean. And actually, especially, I started listening to um, Gravy and the Sleeves or whatever it is on XM with Colton Nose and, and the other guy. And I think, like, it's, it's pretty, like, Colton Nose and stuff, man. Like, that would be a fun oh, get. Yeah. I know he's not a Nike guy, but he's he's just, like, a fun guy, it seems like. So, um, Maybe he is yeah. behind the scenes. He might be a Nike right. guy. Right. I think, it, I think it's good, so. Man, Masters week, though, I got out this morning. What a time to be it. We go on vacation, and um, I get out this morning for my first round, guys. So we'll talk about this kind of like wrapping up Masters week because what a time to play your first round on other than Sunday morning before the Masters, you know? Um, Usually Chicago, here. I play my first round of the year on Masters I, or Easter Sunday. Same here. Same here. Even in the, even in the Northeast. So I'm down here in Myrtle. It's a you guys have any suggestions on where I should play our third round um, at Myrtle on Thursday? Let us know in the comments on on our posts and everything. Um, we play Legends Parkland this morning. There was a there was an outing at one of the other courses, so we played Parkland, but we also kind of tee time for Parkland. Um, quite a fun uh, little golf course. I had an immaculate fit on today. I thought it was like one of my classier, like great fits. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Blue pants, cream top again, uh, the storm, um, with a volt and gray kind of, um, polo from two years ago, PGA maybe. And white tiger hat, white AM nineties, just a really immaculate fit. I like really playing in, pants and a nice sweater 
Yep. It felt really great to me. And I did not get overwarmed and I get, wasn't too cold, like just great. So it's about 55, 60 here. It's not, hasn't warmed up fully yet. Um, and so felt good about that. I really wanted to wear red, but Tiger hadn't done as much. So I kind of, and the weather kind of forced my uh, hand, right? I had to wear the sweater, all that stuff. So I do have some uh, Tiger red and some other stuff lined up this week. And um, yeah, we, Got out there, bombed my first drive, dead center fairway. New wedges in the bag, boys, from TaylorMade, remember? Yep. I've, I've always struggled with the mid-range wedge, 75 to 100, you know, maybe even 50 to 100, to be quite honest. Had 75 in on the first one, and I apologize. I'm in the, our room so that I don't wake up the others in our little uh, time share. So if you hear my wife sleeping next door uh, or next right here. I apologize for that on the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, so I had uh, I 75 the podcast. Uh, she knows <laughs> it's okay. So I uh, love you, hon. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's a good one. she, so I got 75 in an hour. Remember I've got a new setup that I've never had with wedges before. So I've got a 50, 54, the 58. So I'm thinking this is a 54 for me from 75, three-quarter swing, maybe half swing, get there, see what happens. Like, again, I've struggled all my life with a 52, not being able to hit it over 85 yards. So hit this thing on the nose. First swing ever with with this wedge. First swing ever. 10 foot for birdie. Like, unbelievable stopped on a dime just like how do you start around better than that you know what I mean? like bird? hell no i put it atrociously tiger <laughs> <laughs> a thousand times in a practice run yeah exactly because guess what i went to uh the next hole par five hit a decent drive had a good shot in on the green in regulation Three putt bogey. <laughs> so two birdie looks in two holes in the first two holes, and I bogeyed. And then I uh, I fell apart in the middle. Kind of brought it back at the end. We, we me and my buddy play, and we end up playing um just stroke play uh, kind of thing. And he tells me with um he tells me with like three holes to go. He's like. He's like, he's got me by three. Now, I got him by three on the front nine. I was up three in the front. With three holes to go, he's gained six strokes back, I, and now wow. he's and he's up three. That's how bad it kind of went for me. Has he been golfing? Is it a stamina thing? No, just... no. He's just, no, he's just, you know, just found it. Like, I, I lost it. He found it. He started off, like, bad, and I, and I sort of got it. And so we uh, – he tells me that. He says – and um, he said, remember when we played that time match play and you, like, I was dorming and then you end up, like, beating me four holes straight and we we ended up tied. <laughs> like, it's like, that, that better not happen again. Well, it sort of happened again because on that hole, he four-putted for the first time. I made a par somehow, 10-foot save, and end up taking, you know, two two back get the next one as well, one up. So one stroke back. So now we're tied going into the last. And I hold first, hit a it's short hole, 280. So I'm hitting driver because I'm weakling. And I hit it 250 on the nose. I have like a like a 15, maybe more, you know, 260, 15 foot, like 15 yard uphill chip. He plays conservatively, snapped hooks it slightly with the iron off the tee has punches out pretty well, but um, ends up making, I think six on the hole. And I had a 10 foot birdie look on the last. Then I missed it. <laughs> and I made the par and I shot 90 for my first round out. So I, I was kind of I, at one point around, I was like, there's no way I'm shooting 90 because <laughs> those are my, one of my goals. And then I end up shooting 90. So, you know, fought back. Wedges are great. They're, they're working their way there. 
three wood hybrid was good, but they had different like slight kick points out on them and a little bit of different feel. So I just gotta get to the range of them a little bit more. Three wood off the tee was not great. Um, one left, one right, and uh, military yeah, It's just just fun to get back out there. We've got two more rounds planned this week, and and it's our spring training. I'm not trying to do anything else other than surround the game into shape for then when we get back it's go time so uh fun to get out there we'll keep posting the scripts uh, this week um but yeah Myrtle Beach man pretty fun for me on vacation here again it's been it's been great to kind of chat watch the Masters be here we had some drinks this afternoon we watched had some actual pimento and cheese sandwiches down here like it's been great it's a uh, such a fun time, such a fun week with the Masters. And again, we can't congratulate Scotty Scheffler more. Um, Keith, favorite moment of the week before we sign off here. Ooh. Uh, watching Tiger every single shot. Yeah. Every single one. I didn't, I didn't care. I watched every single one. I did not care what he did. I'm just like, you are here. You made the freaking cut, you know? Yeah. I said this to a lot of people the first right before the first round. I'm like, he's gonna shoot like two under, and he shot the one under. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, all right, that's pretty good, you know. And then, and he on on Friday he played an unreal round, you know, he kept it close and everything. He shot two over, but you know, just kept it close. And I'm like, oh my, you know, he looks great. He's right there, kind of thing. You can have a good round Saturday and get right back into it. But just watching Tiger every shot. Do you think that he got tired? Or do you think other factors were at play, like weather, stuff like that? Like, how do you think that he progressed throughout the round? Because I think throughout the, the weekend, because it felt to me like he was just on one leg. Like, he had it for two days, and then the weekend came, and he hadn't gone enough, and he was on one leg. You see how, you see how well he started driving the ball, though, after the first day? Yeah, that's true. Like, he had a couple of wayward drives, but like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think he's in pain and stuff, but I think he's okay. Like, I don't think he hurt anything. No, I think it's I more like he will hurt anything. If he just keeps, he just keeps swinging like this. It's fine. Right. You know, right. he's going yeah, to, the announcers, play. the you announcers know, did say driver was awesome. not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, driver was, the driver got in again into it. I think, I think this is, 504 days or whatever it was since his last competitive round like that's just straight rust straight just competition golf it's what? feel you know like the the greens like, you know he's not practicing that, that much i mean he said he was short game was pretty good and it was pretty stellar but i think um just some misses and you know happens and then and some putting it's just tough so um what are you gonna say yeah. One thing about Tiger's outfit today that bothered me. I don't know if it bothered you. It uh, did. I was bringing this, going to bring this up, ask you guys. He got that retail shirt. Nike couldn't put a nice white swoosh on there, so it'd be a nice little pop to the red shirt today. Usually he, the swoosh is always white on his red shirts, and today it was black because Nike is just, I don't know. They're upsetting me right now. My my thing with his his thing, mock necks shouldn't mock necks shouldn't have print on them. Like it does not. Pink was okay, yeah. subtle. Red looked not great today. It looked cheap. It looked sort of cheap today. Really? And, and, yeah, I don't know. Something I mean, in the white with swoosh. It. The white swoosh had to go with the white swoosh on the hat. It just had to go, and that's what he always wore. And it just why why what's going on with them? All right. Sorry to switch the subject, but I'm still sour about it. What he's wearing on what he's wearing on his goddamn feet. Okay. No, you're good. You know, I feel like I'm always outnumbered two to one on this because I actually I like the topography. I thought the red version looked better than the, the teal version from was it day one or day two? He wore the no, he didn't wear he didn't wear the mock on on the Friday or Saturday. He wore the it was on Thursday then. He he came out he wore but day. he wore pink. He wore pink on Thursday. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, I I guess here's the thing, right? Like the they came out with the mock two years ago. It was plain. They came out with Which that, is a great that look. they came out with that tonal, like kind of I, I don't know what to call it, like the little buttons, like the 
it was yeah. a weird design. I didn't care for that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for that one. And but this, the topography, I like it. I like prints are cool. I love the Morse code. I like the topography. I think um, it just works better in a in a collared one or one that because like the Morse code stand is phenomenal. Yeah, I just don't think it works in the mock. That's what I was saying. I I don't. I really like the topography idea of it, but I just don't think it works in the mock. That's all I was saying. So yeah, um, I don't know what Nike's doing. We don't. We will <laughs> never know. What Nike's doing? I really switched. I will say, no, I know. Lastly, before I got you, I got favorite thing of the week is I will say, like, went to PGA Superstore with my buddy. He did buy foot choice. I tried, but he wasn't (laughs) Under Armour. Okay, it wasn't Under Armour. However, that's even worse. The the thing is that we have here. Yeah, the thing is because that he wanted a spiked shoe. They didn't have Rory's in in the. In uh, PJ's Superstore, oh. there are so many people not doing spike shoes now either, and so it's like you—it's hard to find. And all I want is, truthfully, even I've thought about it. Like, I kind of miss a spike, and not for any like reason other than like sometimes you just want a classic look, you just want a golf shoe, and I kind of understand what Rory and Tiger are going through right now. If that's what I, they want. You know, I, I mentioned this in the text chat a little bit. I'm glad I switched I wanted, it up from the Masters. I wanted to save this for another episode, but this is something like, I, okay, I want to tell a story about why I feel this way. Is I have a friend, very good friend, who is a member at Medina. And he has won the club championship several times. And he has won the club championship several times using Nike clubs, was a huge Nike fan. Wore Nike Lunar Controls all the time. Stopped wearing Lunar Control after they went away from the spiked, and then they went to the spikeless setup. And then Nike would come out with this stuff about like traction and statistics, and it's the same and this and that. But it's really hard for me to talk down to a guy of that caliber and that skill level and say, well, you know, the Nike engineers say that the traction's just the same and you'll be just fine and da-da-da-da-da, right? Like he and he rocks 360s now. He does not wear any Nike shoes for the last few years because he wants one, he he always wants the best shoe. He buys one pair of shoes a year, he wants the best shoe. And he wants the best shoe that's spiked. And that's just it. He he walks, he believes in spikes, and especially when you hear when you hear some of our players are walking down some cement, you hear click clack, click clack, you know they're rocking yeah. metal spikes. Yeah. So here we are telling people. I think I saw Rory with metal spikes this week too. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, okay, all this time that we're talking down to people saying, you don't swing enough. You don't swing fast enough for metal spikes. Or we say, Hey, Tony Finau swings faster than you, but Tony Finau is wearing spikeless shoes. Meanwhile, the top players like, and, and I've seen it in multiple clubs. Like I hear it all the time. Top players, really good scratch golfers want spikes. And we oh, yeah. only, and, and Nike only offers the victory tour two and the TW 20, which is pretty low in stock. And, and we know that, you know, Hey, maybe the TW 20 it's on sale right now. Maybe we'll see some good sales out of that thing. But okay. yeah, I was talking yes. to Gumby. I was talking to Gumby right before we hopped on about, do you count the infinity tour as a spike? I have, it has traction control is what I think they call it. I don't consider it an interchangeable spike. Yeah. And it's, it's three points. It's not, seven that on a normal spike shoe i think maybe that's why jordans actually work because they are a spike shoe you know that's why i want to give jordan credit at least they're giving us they're giving us some hard spikes and and i never get like i think i understand like do you want to go away from do you want to do spikeless because it allows you to do more interesting things with the cushioning because you don't have to have the housing for spikes is that why like Infinity Tour has such badass cushioning? I think it's pretty... But tell that story. Tell, tell that story to, you know, is that what you think? I, think? I think it's slightly greedy. Like, we don't want to use any other manufacturer in our shoe. Like, they have to rely on someone else if it's a spike. They're not making their own spikes, you know? And if they do, they're going to outsource it and just have them put a Nike on it like, like they did well, like- with others. Like but, Tour Premier, like Tour Premier looked like it was developed to have your right. own option versus Boa, but then we never got any other shoes except so, for TW with it. Yeah, I don't know. Good, uh, good tangent there, Keith. That we, we did want to talk about the spike shoes, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what will happen in the, in the future. And and you know what? Maybe it isn't 
for everyone but it, it's just one of those things where, like if you want a nice classy shoe like to look like it he looked good with pants on today like he just looked like a golfer he just looked his part sometimes I wasn't I a fan of the white shoes. When he wore the white shoes, it didn't look good, but right, I agree, yeah. the all black. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing is that, you know, when people say, oh, it's an I all wasn't leather talking about shoe. That. I talking about my buddy. But, oh, you're yeah. talking about your buddy. Oh, yeah. Screw your buddy. You're good. <laughs> no, I, be, it, I don't think Tiger looked old in those shoes this week. I really do think that. I, don't, I think there's a way to do that shoe, like athletically and nice. I don't. I don't think that's it. I don't think Tiger needs to be in athletic and nice. And, and no, and, I I still think you can be classy but be athletic. Like the ones I'm getting, I'm going back to my buddy because we bought a foot joy. The ones that he bought are really kind of nice on the front, but the heels a little bit more athletic. That's all I want. You know what I mean? It's something that looks like it's modern golf, spiked but not, but like classy. Like I yeah. don't know. That's all. That's not. That doesn't seem that hard. So, yeah, um, and it's kind okay. of what we covered in the Tiger Week episode, right? Like that's what I said exactly. about the TW Tour. Or make the shoe. It's neither or. Without spikes. Right. Right. Oh, I so. still want '90s with spikes. I'm sorry, everybody. I still want a pair of '90s with spikes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be all right. Matt, your favorite part of the week? Uh, I mean, maybe it's going to be sound real sappy, but honestly, the favorite part of the week is uh, first week as co-host of this podcast and everybody tweeting and going back and forth and, and the messages on Instagram and yeah. the masters bring something out of people. Tiger Woods brings something out of people. Rory brings something out of people when he's hot. And it was, this was the ultimate weekend because at the end, it all ended with a Scotty Scheffler Nike win. Yeah. And that's the cherry on top, man. Like Tiger's back. Rory's heating up. We got a 25 year old stud, man. Like this dude is, should be embraced a little bit more. I think. And now the world has to notice him because I think we even did it. Like we overlooked him. We didn't, none of us picked him at match play because we wanted, you know, there's like this feeling of, okay, well, when does this run out? Mm -hmm. Did he just find a a hot couple of months? Right. But the fact is, man, this guy's a major champion now. And and Scotty dude, you're scrambling, man. Like, I like, that's the thing that here's the thing about Scotty Scheffler. He's six four. He's lanky. He's got the big square jaw. He looks like he should be in a dugout next to Mickey Mantle, smoking Lucky Strikes, getting ready to pitch relief, right, and close out a game, right? Like, yeah. yeah. He he looks he looks old school, and man, is that dude just tough as nails, dude? And I just loved watching every single minute of it. That's why I believe so much. Him. I can't believe I actually told you guys how much I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I, I'll never I, bet that much again. Uh, I know we're not a gambling podcast, but uh, man, that, but that's how much I believed in Scheffler. And it paid off. He, it yes, all it matters. yes it is going to help uh pay for those ball markers that we ordered for everybody stay tuned <laughs> yeah we have that we might do it we might go to we might have to go to the pga superstore pick up a couple towels that we saw some Nike Ooh, exclusive yeah. towels get those away um yeah we got some cool stuff coming uh great great input i do i that's why i love this week it brings people together everyone knows the masters tradition unlike any other if we're allowed to say that jim please don't see us um and uh yeah it was it was a fun week for me um quick week kind of tuesday thursday friday full with um with work and kind of going on to myrtle we watched in the car ride down on myrtle on the ipad um and we you know didn't we watched a little bit yesterday but we were on we drove by the way drove straight through the night friday so we got in at 5 45 in the morning and then stayed up throughout the day on saturday so all in one car yeah i went to bed at 7 30 last night and i woke up this morning <laughs> so uh and i'm gonna go to bed here soon but yeah it was uh it's just a fun week playing golf my first round this week kind of really fun had a pimento and cheese ball marker a pimento and cheese uh glove um all my master stuff on the bag with the thing and and i played pretty well so i'm pretty excited about that and pretty well for knocking the rust off standards okay let's get that clear before people yell at me that 90s seems good um just great rory's emotion on 18 phenomenal and great round rory and then a nike guy getting it done recording on a sunday night hope you guys love this on a monday morning on your commute to work hope you've enjoyed um and if you have enjoyed i implore you to go to anchor.fm slash the Life podcast slash donate support 
support, not donate, and become a supporter of the podcast. Hit us up with some uh, some cash flow if you got any extra. We'll get you some cool stuff. Um, every supporter will get like a little swag bag when we get some stuff out um, or first um, as a thank you um, for it before all other exclusive stuff comes out. So if you do want to become a supporter, you at least get a cool little swag bag from us. Uh, and, we'll give, and we'll give supporters first crack at some of this exclusive stuff. that we Absolutely. Got so like we are working on it. We know we've seen the feedback from you guys. So, um, but man, Sky Shepherd 2022, Masters champion, wearing the Nike, wearing the TW, goats of all goats he had jordan socks on guys so um mm-hmm. but we thank you for listening <laughs> thank you for listening i do have to point one thing out before you say bye scotty put on a green jacket and he helped me win some money so i could put on a marina jacket so i don't want anybody to ever forget that master's championship alert. And guess what, guys? This has been the Suicide Podcast. I think this is episode 26 now. I don't even remember. We forgot to do it in the last one. We're going to forget to do it in this one. But we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at theswooshlifepodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash theswooshlife backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah, that's what I like, yeah. that's what we like, yeah.